Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Welcome to today's Mayito Minute. So I am reading a book called Talent is Overrated by a guy named Jeff Corvin. Good book, highly recommend it. One of the areas that I was reading or one of the sections that I was reading was kind of doubling back over itself and reiterating the fact that um, from what the from what the research has shown, um, and it's probably not a surprise to any of us, those folks that start at an early age doing whatever it is that they that that they do, um, and this is kind of it's kind of funny, right? Because it's like they can be more successful. I'm trying to gather my thoughts here. So essentially, you know, um, I, I don't know why I'm thinking about my son. My son has been riding a bike without training wheels since he was three years old, three and a half years old. So he started riding a bike with no training wheels really young. And it's not like a structured, um, thing yet, right? Like he's not like racing and he's not thinking about going fast and he's, well, he is a little bit because he sees what I'm doing and he's wanting to do drills where he's like taking turns and I'm chasing him and stuff like that. But, um, which kind of goes to the point, I'll maybe get into that here in a second, but like he's been, he's been doing this since like three and a half. And so when I look at, or when we look at it, we were to do a study and, we were to look at him at the age of 15, assuming that he continues to do this, assuming that he continues to ride bikes, assuming that he continues to like riding bikes and, and want to invest his time in riding bikes, right? Which is a question mark. I don't know if he will or he won't. And we look at him at 15 and then we look at somebody who started the same thing at seven. Just again, the problem with studies is you got to control for as much as you can and have one variable, right? So the one variable we're trying to isolate is how long has this individual been doing that? So we can look at, okay, this other individual started at seven years old versus three and a half years old, and they had the same passion, and they had the same bike, and they did the same drills, and they did it for the same amount of time each day as, you know, Cadell did it. And like, if we, if we, um, isolated all of that and we controlled for all of that, what we would see is that like the three and a half year head start that Cadell got riding bikes would give him a significant advantage over the, you know, three and a half years that this other individual didn't have. Right. And so all of a sudden you're looking at successful people. You look at people that have achieved a certain level. And when you look at those people, you, you, you extract the fact that they have been, uh, Corvin calls it deliberate practice. They've been deliberately practicing longer and for more time, they've put in more hours, they've put in more years they've than the other people that are not as successful, right? You know, as you, as you get older, the deliberate practice might look a little bit different, right? Like right now, deliberate practice for Cadell. I mean, he's going to be five next month. Like the deliberate practice for him means like he's riding to his friend's house. Like every once in a while, he asks me if we can do drills. Like, you know, I mean, we're literally waiting at the bus stop for, for the bus to come and it picks us up right in front of our house. And so he's like, Hey, can I just ride the bike around for a few minutes before the bus gets here? Like it's, that that's deliberate practice, right? It's got a very lighthearted feel to it. Um, you know, with time, if he wants to continue to pursue this and, and be more serious, he probably will begin to pick up on. And, and then, you know, there's a, in the book, he talks about the role of like parents or support supporters or mentors, like saying, okay, dude, it that's great. But now at this point, 
the practice has to be a little bit more deliberate, you know, in terms of like, okay, now we've actually got to maybe go for a little bit longer of a ride at some point when you feel that's appropriate or, you know, um, bring to mind some, some other things that he can maybe be doing. Like I've, I've said like, Hey, do you want to try riding with no hands? He's like, no, I don't feel like doing that right now. I'm like, I'm not pushing him to do that. I'm like, all right, that's cool. You know, but, but at some point, like the deliberate practice looks a little bit more structured, a little bit more serious, but that time that's been invested is even though it doesn't look very serious, even though it doesn't look like it could pay dividends, it does later on down the road. And I did an episode a while ago, really interesting episode, actually, when I first, first started reading this book. And, you know, there was a case study with, uh, with Mozart and there was a case study with, uh, Tiger Woods. And that's a previous episode. I encourage you to go back and listen to it because it's, it brings some really interesting facts up about both of those individuals. And everybody's like, I know Mozart and I know Tiger Wood. There are some things in that episode you may not know. But anyhow, so, but I, I want to get to my point here. So like that is, that, that is a fact that has been corroborated by lots of evidence, by lots of studies that have been done. And so as I'm sitting on the couch and I'm listening to this, I'm thinking, hmm, okay, how has this impacted me? I, I'm, I'm selfishly thinking, Mario, what do you, how do you feel about that? Like, as you're sitting here, how does that sit with you? What what is what does it stir up in you, right? And then I'm like, okay, what could it possibly stir up in other people? And here's what I think it stirs up, guys. Um, we know that's true. I mean, let's face it, right? It's kind of like, dude, I've been doing this since I was five. Oh man, I, I just started doing, you know, and the person's 30. So they've been doing the same thing for 25 years. And you're like, oh man, I didn't start till I was 15. I've only been doing it for 15 years versus like 25 years. And then you go, yeah, no, duh, like that person's more proficient than me. That person is more successful than me. Like that person does the job easier. They can perform the task or the skill easier than I can. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, they've got more time underneath their belt, more deliberate practice, right? And we all admit that. However, when push comes to shove, and I'm going to use the athletic arena just because it's so easy. Right. And, and I guess I'll use myself as an example. Um, when push comes to shove and I line up in a competition at a bike race to race against other people. And sure, I've been I've been racing bikes now for over 10 years. I want to say I'm probably getting close to 15 years racing bikes now. But man, I'm lining up against guys that have been doing it 20, 25 years, 30 years. I'm lining up against guys that have um been doing the bike racing thing a lot longer than I have in terms of years. But if we break it down and get even more specific, they've done a lot more races than I have. It's, it's almost not fair to be like, well, you've been doing it for 10 years and I've been doing it for 15 years. You've got a five year head start. It's actually how often do you race and how often do I race? Because here's what I've seen. I've been doing this long enough here in Texas to see. I've seen guys that have jumped in with both feet at the deep end of the pool and they literally train like animals and, and they race as much and as often as they can. And let me tell you something, they, they shoot up towards the top of the leaderboard really, really fast because they've got the repetitions, because they've got the deliberate practice. Um, and they're very, very honed in, very focused, very serious about that. However, let me, let me tell you what I've seen in those individuals. However, I've seen it time and time again. They're, they're coming at the game so hard, so fast. They rise so quickly and it all seems to be all good. 
but then they begin to fizzle out. I mean, the amount of, of mental energy that it takes to actually like white knuckle this thing and the deliberate practice and just the lessons you've got to learn and how quickly they're learning those lessons. In other words, the amount of information they're having to take in the, 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 the veracity with, with, which, with which they've got to be plugged into what they're doing is so intense. And then these guys a lot of times have jobs and some of them have families and they've got other things pushing and pulling them. They've got romantic relationships. Whereas, you know, the person that started when they were 10, eight years old, 12 years old, I mean, what did they have to do? They got to ride their bikes and then they got to come home and there was a meal waiting for them and all they had to do was go to school for a few hours and it's not really all that intense in terms of like, what else are they having to take care of outside of just riding their bike? So they can plug in a lot harder. They can go a lot harder. They can be a lot more intense with like the process of getting better as a bike racer. And this is another one of the things that he talks about. He's like, you know, kids, I mean, you see the deliberate practice and people that are starting off when they're younger and it's like it, the, the peripheral things they've got going on allows them to go a lot harder at the craft. And if you're looking to be as good as somebody that started off as a kid, then you can go as hard as they can, but you've got a lot of other things pulling at you. And these other things take mental energy and these other things can cause some stress and they can cause some anxiety, right? So where am I going with all of this? I'm finally going to get there, maybe. (laughs) Um, If we know this fact to be true, and when I line up, Does that mean that I say to myself, well, I guess Bob is going to beat me because Bob's been doing this 10 years longer than I have. I guess Bob's got the leg up. That's why Bob always beats me. Woe is me, man. This is terrible. You know, I mean, when is it ever going to happen for me? Is it ever going to happen for me? Comparisons, guys, you guys have heard me say that a lot on this podcast. This is where comparisons are a really bad deal because I can't compare myself to the person that has 10 years of experience more than I can. Now, can I look to want to race my bike with the, with the tactical nuance that those people have, with the fluidity that they have, with the calmness that they have, with the disposition that they have, with the knowledge that they have? Yeah, 100%. You know, it, it's not like I'm just throwing my hands up and admitting defeat. But, but at the same time, I have to understand like, this is my journey and no, I've only been racing bikes for less than 15 years and they've been doing it for 30 years. Like slow your roll. I mean, do you careful what you ask for? Do I really want to make up that 15 year gap in five years? Because if I do, am I going to find myself not liking cycling as much as I did before? Because I've had to be so intense with the sport. And so what I'm trying to get at, guys, is, you know, it's your journey. And this is where it's really, really hard to separate. Because I'm not saying that you make consolations and I'm not saying that you just shrug your shoulders and walk away after you get beat by somebody that's got the deliberate practice over you. And I'm not even saying that you can't be as good as they are in a shorter period of time because it is a matter of, it's, it's very simple. It's a matter of how deliberate and intense and focused is your practice and how committed are you to that process that will make you successful. 
But the other factor kind of at play plugged into that principle is you've got to you've got to know yourself, you've got to be self-aware enough, self-aware enough to know am I running at this thing too hard right now? Am I risking like losing the enjoyment of what it is that I'm doing? Or am I moving at a pace right now that is sustainable for me? Am I comfortable with this? I'll, t- I'll tell you this. This is probably the easiest way to do this is um, if it's cycling, like do I, st- do I personally, do I still enjoy going for a bike ride? Do I still love going for a bike ride? Am I still motivated by that? Or am I like work, work, work so much that it really is work? that it really is unenjoyable for me, that it really feels more like a job. And then all of a sudden I start realizing, oh man, cool, I'm getting closer to these guys. And, and, and oh, great, like I can actually even beat these guys. And what happens is a lot of times people go, wow, but that's not really that enjoyable actually. Like that's not really as satisfying. And this is where, uh, this is where I, I feel that I, I do a good job with the folks that I partner with is I try to get us to go, hey, man, listen, hold on a second. What we need to do first and foremost is let's have a good time. Can we have a good time? Can we have a good time chasing after and trying to be successful in whatever it is we're trying to be successful? Like, Can we have a good time in the pursuit of that? Are we enjoying that? Is it satisfying to us? Because if that is satisfying to us, then we can derive satisfaction from any competition or test or evaluation or whatever it is that you're going after. We can be satisfied with that. But if we're going so hard at this deliberate practice, if we're going so hard with this intensity and focus that we're actually not really enjoying it, then honestly, folks, any result, any um you know, metric that we can be measured by, any promotion that we can get at work, any accolade or award that we can get, it's it's not going to satisfy us because the way that we had to get there was unsatisfying in and of itself. So yeah, there there's where I'm at. And I don't know how to wrap this episode up, honestly, but I hope I've made sense. It's sure. I mean, all of us know that, or most of us know, you know, product in, product out. Practice in, you know, is what you get as a product. Hours in, deliberate practice in, it's going to yield more success, you know, more performance, more achievement, whatever, higher higher performance, more achievement. But you've got to be careful because there is a pace that we can all sustain. And it's different for all of us. I, I, I wish I could tell you with me, three kids, having my own business, like, that pace might be different for me than it might be for somebody else. And that's where the self-awareness comes in. That's where there really is no textbook for your personal journey because it's yours, right? Um, but, and I don't want to leave on that, but remember, you know, or, or think about the fact that I'm not telling you to sell yourself short and I'm not telling you to simply just shake the hand of that other person and be like, yeah, you're going to be more successful than me because you've got more experience I mean, at the end of the day, does that really even matter, actually, now that, I'm, now that I'm going there? At the end of the day, does that even really matter? Like, when was the last time that somebody getting, you know, somebody landing on the podium at a race, becoming getting in the top three at a race, like, affected you personally, like, deep down in your bones and actually impacted you in some way? It really doesn't, honestly, if we think about it 
And we just separate all that out. Anyhow, uh, these were just my thoughts. I hope that I've done a good job collecting them. I hope that I've done a good job passing them on to you guys. I hope that this podcast in general is just benefiting you guys. I hope that it's getting you guys to think about some things. I hope that it's getting you guys to go deeper, you know, into kind of how you tackle your day, how you tackle that process, how you tackle what you're looking to be successful in. And, uh, and I hope it's a little bit painful. I hope that this podcast, um, you know, pushes and prods and pokes at you in some ways that, uh, that maybe you don't normally get poked and prodded. And I hope that's what keeps you coming back. I hope that you're addicted as I am, you know, to looking at ourselves in the mirror and seeing ourselves more clearly every single day and understanding that we need to look at ourselves in the mirror every single day. We can't skip a day, folks, of, of looking at ourselves and analyzing, you know, how we're processing information in the world around us and how we're allowing that to impact us. So anyhow, thank you guys so much for your support. Listen, leave a positive review somewhere, wherever you're getting this podcast, share this podcast with other people, share this specific episode or any other episodes that you have found, um, you know, useful to you and beneficial to you. Lastly, I want to hear from you. I I would love to hear from you. Who are you? Where are you tuning in from? Uh, how is this podcast benefiting you? What would you like to hear more of folks? I thank you so much for your support. Thank you guys and have a good rest of your week.